Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondrea, co founders of the Brownie Studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand led business. Welcome to another episode of Brand Led. Welcome. Today, we're introducing a new segment called Trending, where we're going to be unpacking a current consumer trend and discussing how you can use it to fuel your brand strategy. Mm. So today's conversation is going to be focused on self-care. So Lisa, let's start off by defining what self-care is. Absolutely. So I think most people probably have um, an, an understanding of what it is, and maybe they've seen articles and Instagram posts floating around about practicing self-care Um, But basically for anyone who's not familiar, it's about taking action to look after your own physical, mental, and emotional health. Yeah. All the practices that help you manage stress and maintain your health and well-being. Yeah. So things like uh, exercising, meditating, getting outside. Better sleep. Yeah. Even um, building better boundaries and Mm. relationships with people, things like that. So obviously self-care has been around for, you know, a very long time. But why do you think in the last five years there's been this, you know, rise in people talking about the subject? Um, There's quite a few factors at play, I think. Um, And I think one of them is definitely there's this sentiment of distrust kind of floating around established institutions, uh, which includes the medical industry. Mm. And I suppose in the past, you know, you'd go to the doctor and they'd tell you your diagnosis and then you'd kind of just accept that's what it was and take the medication and and whatever else the doctor told you. But I think now people are a bit more questioning of health professionals, um, probably because maybe they have access to Google. Um, they've, you know, read 10 articles before they've even gone to the doctor. Mm. Um, but also I think because there's a rise of alternative practitioners and healing modalities, um, there's also people, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is probably the poster woman for um, the kind of alternative world of, of healing as well. So there's this kind of like uh, alternative therapies and things that people can kind of turn to if they don't kind of believe or trust their doctor as well. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of patients who are, you know, disheartened when they have a condition or pain that they're told is unexplainable or that it's all in their head. And there's this group of people now out there that's, you know, f- dismissed by the GP. So they're looking for other ways to make themselves feel better. Yeah. And I suppose the other big factor that affected you know, the whole world in 2020 was COVID. And I think during that time, a lot of people were a little bit afraid to go to the doctor um, because they were just scared they were going to get catch something, uh, coronavirus, um, from from the doctor's surgery. Yeah, it was all about staying ultra healthy and keeping the immunity, you know, right up there. Yeah. So I suppose all those kind of factors are kind of culminating to encourage more people to take control of their own self-care and definitely not as a substitute for medical attention. I don't think it's that. I think it's just a way to avoid needing to go to the doctor in the first place. Yeah. And what's interesting is that while many forms of self-care are free, there's many brands selling things to help you care for yourself a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, mattress companies selling better better sleep. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, athleisure brands like Lululemon helping you to stay grounded in comfier leggings. You know, supplement brands helping you own the day. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, one way self-care is often framed is as an opportunity to be a better version of yourself. Um, and that desire to be your best self is a belief that many people, I think, hold now. Um, 
you know, give your body the right food so you can go out and crush the day or, you know, meditate so you can be a better parent or take this nootropic supplement so you can think clearly all day. Do you think in some cases self-care almost leans into this, you know, that hustle culture, very Gary Vee-like, you know, like give me my coffee or I can't function or Silicon Valley, perform at your best or your peak, that sort of thinking? Yeah, it's kind of that culture where, you know, people work 80-hour weeks and they wear it around like a badge of honour, like I've done 80-hour weeks and not as good as me because you haven't worked as much. I feel like we did that at the start of our business a little bit. Yeah, and it's Um, kind of the fast track to burnout. Yeah, and I think that lifestyle is quite contradictory to the idea of self-care in general. Yeah, it definitely is. I think um, there's a difference between saying, hey, here's something to improve your wellness so that you can do more um, instead of, you know, hey, here's something to improve your wellness because you deserve to feel good and be your best. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, brands like Moon Juice really fall into that latter camp. Moon Juice? (laughs) Yeah, they sell like a whole range of products to improve energy, immunity, brain function, uh, lots of like supplements. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's not so you can really like tick off your to-do list or you can like get like get more hours out of the day or anything like that. It's just so you can be your best self. What about the Hims brand? It's got that sentiment of feeling good, feeling confident, and it's all about being your best self. Yeah, that's a really interesting brand. Maybe one we can um, unpack for brands we love. Brands we love, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I suppose that's one lens of self-care, the idea of, you know, optimization. But then there's also this idea of self-care as more of a ritualistic experience that you deserve a moment to yourself out of your busy day. Yeah, I think a lot of spas and beauty products tap into this kind of idea. It's like, hey, here's your 10-step beauty routine with sense in the specific order and it becomes a sacred moment in a busy day for many people. Yeah, I think uh, one interesting, fairly new addition to this version of self-care are women's uh, sexual health products like vibrators, which have become this new tool for self-care and wellness and, you know, taking that moment to be present. Yeah, it's gone from really taboo to to part of a wellness routine, really. Yeah, and it's all kind of fueled by switching the narrative around it. And I think brands like Normal do this really well. So now the third and final lens of the self-care trend are brands that promote looking after yourself as a way to protect yourself against something undesirable. So like your health problems, maybe aging, putting yeah. on weight, those sorts of things. Yeah, as as we were discussing at family dinner last week, there's this never-ending number of daily threats we've been told to look out for and they're going to get you kind of thing. Um, it's like what, what we put into our bodies, like sugar, gluten, dairy. Yeah, and also, you know, not just that, but what we put on our bodies as well. You know, um, people are now fearful of you know, mm. the chemicals and toxins inside personal care products. Yeah. And then there's this... Um, whole host of threats to our health outside our bodies the blue as well. lights the, the sun the pollution kind of yeah even things like emfs mm. um mold parasites there's just so many things um so to be fearful things. of um there's also th- you know threats to our mental health as well like stress and too much time online no wonder anxiety is up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so i suppose it's creating this environment of fear which I suppose it can be quite effective in triggering action, um, but it can also create some extreme behavior. Um, you know, one example of this is orthorexia, where people become obsessed with healthy eating. Um, it might not sound like a terrible condition, but depending on what a person's view of uh, healthy is, it can really limit their diet and affect their health. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's like the hustle and grind sentiment. It's not really self care anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I suppose it's that fine line. You know, you can use 
uh, those aggressors, like, you know, the sun damage and get your moisturizer or whatever to put on your face or your sunblock or your SPF to put on to protect yourself against that. But then there's also that fine line where people can become obsessive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so Lace, I guess, how can listeners take on, take what we've been talking about today and apply it to their own brand? Yeah. Well, as we mentioned in the big idea episode, I think that was episode number two. Uh, it's important to understand the trends in your industry um, when you're working on your brand strategy. So yeah. if you're in the health, wellness, or beauty industry, you've probably already seen brands in your space talking about self-care. Um, but there are many other industries that really haven't explored self-care that could possibly build a new narrative around this. So anything that you sell that's about optimization, that's a ritualistic experience, or that maybe is protective in nature could uh, look at self-care as a big idea. Mm. Um, you know, something that their customers deserve to do for themselves. Okay. And what about brands that are already in the health, wellness, or beauty industries? What can they do? Yeah. So the goal of your big idea is really to change people's mental model, the way that they think. So um, it's really about finding those gaps in acknowledging what is considered self-care. So I suppose like the vibrator example we gave earlier, Dame and Normal are really changing the way that people think about their self-pleasure. Yeah, it's that new narrative in that space. Yeah, exactly. Um, the brand Twice is another good example of this. Um, they sell toothpaste, um, but they've really created this natural SLS-free toothpaste that's, you know, I think it's enriched with vitamins. Yeah. Um, and they've turned that routine habit into a self-care ritual. So They've yeah. just changed the story around it. You're still brushing your teeth, but it's just become it's become more about self-care and giving yourself the best rather than just, you know, I've got to brush my teeth before I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, and and of course the self-care trend is just one of many that a brand could explore when brainstorming their big idea. Yeah, exactly. So you might find uh, also that there are groups of people who are yet to adopt a self-care ritual um, and who uh, aren't looking after themselves the way that they could. So while, you know, millennial audiences um, or Gen Z audiences might be faster to adopt this self-care trend, I would say, I'm just taking a guess, you'd have to look at yeah. the research, but I'd say like their parents. Take a stab. <laughs> their parents <laughs> or grandparents might be um, more reluctant to develop a self-care routine. And maybe there's, you know, these markets of people where there's opportunities there to to show them how to do that. Um, I don't know, but I suppose that's the kind of line of thinking you could use to try and find those little pockets of people or uh, products or services that you can kind of build this self-care narrative around. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode. So we'd love to know what you think of this deep dive into a specific trend and whether you enjoyed unpacking branding from this new angle. Yes. So please let us know by sending us a DM on Instagram. We're at Baker underscore creative. Uh, or you can email us anytime too at hello at bakercreative.com.au um, and just tell us what's keeping you stuck when it comes to branding too. We're always looking for new podcast topics that uh, we know that you're going to find interesting and helpful. So let us know. Yeah. So thank you everyone for spending time with us today. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to get new episodes each week. We'll see you next time.